PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. To episode 381 of Cinema Crespo with your host, Chris Crespo. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the introduction. I appreciate it, guys. How's it going? Welcome to the show. With your Cogrin, how you doing? What up, dude? Oh, yeah. This is our new announcer, our in studio announcer. He's, uh, he's even fatter and uglier than the last he's one. He's even fatter. You get fatter and uglier every year. Actually, I think it's just the same guy. He keeps falling downstairs and uh, into a box of donuts. All right, here we go. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, situation, but it works for us all. Guys, we are doing the thing, a whole new episode of the show. We haven't been to the theater now in, I don't know, it's been five, six weeks. Six, yeah. Six it's six. crazy. I feel myself slipping away from the guy cinema uh, with each passing day. Uh, I mean, eventually they'll they'll just die because we don't believe in them anymore. We'll, we'll forget about them, we won't believe in them, and they'll fade into the nether existence. How's that work in American Gods? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's the belief. If they don't have the belief... Yeah, if we stop die. believing them, then they die. So we need to keep believing, and we can't do that without the churches being open. Uh, now I understand their argument. So uh, also the money part. <laughs> duh. Yeah. Duh. Creflo dollars. Like, come on, man. These jets don't fuel themselves. Exactly. <laughs> I need your money. <laughs> I, need, I need your money to do the Lord's will. Uh, that's how that works. You guys, we're not here to talk about Creflo Dollar. We're here to talk about Chris Hemsworth in Extraction. So just because the theater's open doesn't mean we ain't got to see new movies, etc. You rearrange those words and make them to a sentence that works for you. Yeah, uh, word salad. This is, um, has Hemsworth released anything since Endgame? I don't think so. Men, at, Men in Black International. Men that in may Black have been, International. That may have been Ooh. before Endgame. Yeah. Maybe between the yeah. two. Uh, so this may be his first post-Endgame movie. Written by Joe Russo of the Russos, produced by both of them, and then directed by uh, a stunt coordinator. A stunt coordinator, a guy who started as uh, Chris Evans' stunt double. Who knows? He, he could be the next Chad Stahelski. Well, that's the thing. You mentioned Stahelski. Which is why, God, the fucking. Who, buddy, does this feel like fucking. We are in a post John Wick world. It's got some good. <laughs> it's got some good action, man. We it's, are in a post John Wick world. He started as a stunt man and worked his way up from Captain America to. Uh, by the time we got to Endgame, he's like stunt coordinator. He's the main guy. 
Uh, but the whole time he's been wanting to be a director. Russo's know that, so they passed him a script. Uh, he agreed to like work on it. Turns into this movie Extraction. At one point, when Russo, when the Russo, Joe Russo wrote it, and the Russos were looking to produce it, they, uh, I think they went to Stahelski. It's like, would you? I'm sure. Would you want to make this? And he was like, I'm, I'm balls deep in John Wick at the moment. I mean, literally and figuratively, we're doing this thing yeah. for forever and ever until <laughs> until one of us decides that we're done with it, and <laughs> neither of us are at this point. Or, so. or until the audience decides <laughs> that they're done with it. Yeah. You know, it's a someone's gonna say no at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. He. Um, so yeah, it's the same deal. He's a stunt man who finally got to make his movie, and he made an action movie, um, and it shows. It's a stunt man's movie, Fuck it's yeah, a it stunt is. person's movie. Yeah, it is. The, the action's great. It looks yeah. good. It's shot well. Yeah. Very John Wick, uh, the raid style. It, oh, it's intense. It's hard it, hitting. It felt like a mixture of John Wick and Jason Bourne because yes, the. The action is very much like in your face, and, yep. and you see it. Yes, uh, and it's very realistic yes. as opposed to you know, like I said, post John Wick action. Yes, um, but at the same time, like there was a lot of like shaky cam and body cam stuff. Yeah, and but you know, one thing I will say that car chase scene, that fake one shot with the, the weird camera angles and everything, that was fucking bonkers, dude. That, that was a fun, well put together scene. I think it was supposed to be twelve minutes total. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does it is it necessary to do it as a fake one take? They could have done it as like a, a real time sequence without it being uh, a bunch they, of shots stitched together. The way that they the way that they did it, they couldn't. I mean, at one point in time, you as the camera like you phase through the back windshield, literally phase yes, through it because I think they were. So I think we have our actors in the scene. In the car with a green screen element behind them. Um, and then when the camera pushes through those windows, oftentimes when something's breaking, yeah. uh, then it cuts to the real, like a real mm-hmm. set. Um, which is a pretty smart way of, of doing it. So then you can have Hemsworth in there. It's not exactly Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher driving mm-hmm. around, you know, but it's still pretty good. And uh, yeah, the action stuff looked really fun. It looked like they were having fun doing it. It mm-hmm. looked really intense. Um and it was a pretty good mix of it. It's mostly back. You can see it. But then the raid does it too, where the camera's close in. And when things hit, and like it goes with yeah. the hit or whatever. Uh, so they do that stuff pretty well. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, I thought that part of it was very enjoyable. This is the... Uh, this was a, a, a very good small knife fight. As opposed to one that we saw recently. We, 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 had, a, <laughs> we, we, we had a small knife fight. It was pretty good. Again, it's like you can't... It's hard... You gotta. Try it's, a, to, it's better. Yeah. Well, I mean, now you've had in twenty years, thirty years <clears throat> of analyzing on-screen knife fights yeah. to see how you can improve on them. Got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like uh, Charlie Chaplin busts out with an amazing knife fight in nineteen twenty-nine. And I, I also want to know what the hair gel budget was because I swear that fucking Superman curl <laughs> that Hemsworth had the entire movie. Yeah. Like it was perfect. His his. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was sort of like, this movie can only take place over a matter of hours. It's got to always be there. It's like, nah, no matter what. <coughs> it's a Superman curl. Yeah. That's how you know he's such a badass. I did approach the movie thinking, like, what if it's like uh, he's Thor, but he just like lost most of his powers? I mean, kind of. Like, he has 0.001% of his powers mm-hmm. left. So, yeah. so he can still, like, mm-hmm. all right. And then it makes it a little more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I will say this. He, he was like Thor Wick. He was, he was Thor Wiki. <laughs> he was Thor Wiki. Thor Wiki. 
Thor Furiously. There, I think the movie stumbles in two places. One, um, it's uh, too sad. Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh-huh. You know, why? Yeah. Why we gotta be like, uh-huh. he's tortured, uh-huh. and then he has a backstory. Well, that, then we get the scene well, where he reveals the backstory. Well, that that way he can just pop pills and drink alcohol the entire movie. Mm. What you can do has been done. Yes. Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger plays a, a, a horrible drunk, supposedly, sort of, not really, in um, End of Days, and uh, uh, it's possible, but man, I was like, the scene especially, he can still do the scene. Or a version of it, where he can he finally tells the kid his back his backstory, what happened to him, and why. Mm-hmm. Now we know all these yeah. know why he's so sad, why he's such a bummer to be around. Mm-hmm. And uh, that scene is like five, seven minutes long. long. It could have been ninety seconds. Yeah. It, it could have been a couple lines of dialogue, uh, like on in the car on the way to the next action scene. You know. Uh, and then just okay. Now we got the information out there, but they want to hammer it so hard, make it so emotional. And I don't want my action movies to be overly uh, emotional. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, we've been doing this now for a year, going over. I mean, they, all the all the it, these movies that we grew up with. It can be done. It just needs to be done well. I mean, come on, do Man on Fire. That's that's sad I, movie. I, I, <laughs> but I wouldn't. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it an action movie though. Either. I see. I would. That, that's more of like a thriller. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Oh man, yeah, uh, dude. I, I, think it's, it's, I mean, Denzel doesn't do, doesn't do like a lot of hand to hand combat, but it's yeah. fucking violent. It, it is violent. <laughs> but are there any like shootouts? Yeah, a couple times. There are a couple shootouts. I need to rewatch it. Oh, okay. So then it's, it's rare, but it can be done. Yeah. You're right. It can be done. But for uh, for the most part, it's not what I'm looking for. With mm-hmm. my commandos and total recalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rambo, the first Rambo is serious, but it's supposed to be a character study. No, exactly. The Rambo sequels go into action territory. Because uh, it's just ridiculous. And then it becomes ridiculous, patriotic, <laughs> rah rah, conservative bullshit, which is fun as hell because it's a, a weird stance to take. And, yeah. and I love it. Um, at least it's a stance. It's a, at, least it's a, at least it's an ethos. Um, this one is like. The tack that they took was well, we're going to explore a, a band's broken past and how it fuels them to to, uh, to do all the shit to almost to death. Like to, like what's it, why does they have a death wish? And I'm like, eh, I mean, you could, you could do that in less time. Mm-hmm. Cut this movie. It's an hour and fifty five minutes long. It should be an hour thirty. Oh man, that would be a fucking and you know if you cut it down to an hour thirty, it would be like a breakneck. Action movie. It would, it would be almost it would too just much. Be like, Holy! Did you yeah. see that Chris Hemsworth movie? Holy fuck! Did it just never stop? It never stopped, man. Because like uh, the action's all good, and I want all that stuff. Yeah. You cut none of that. No, you can't cut any of the action. Um, you, you, you cut down his origin story down a lot. You gotta. Uh, what else? We gotta get out of there, though. The, um, well, the kid. We're developing the kid. At well, all. the problem who, is, who cares if, about the kid? He's a MacGuffin. If you don't develop the kid and the. Indian Chris Hemsworth, yeah. then you've yeah, lost yeah. like half the movie. No, you got to keep Indian Chris Hemsworth because that, <laughs> that's the antagonist, the main antagonist for the most part. Yeah. Uh, his equal, uh, uh, Indian Thor, Bangladeshi, yeah. Bangl- Bangladeshi Thor. That's hard to say. <laughs> Bangladeshi Thor. Because it's the third part that's fucking yeah. me up. Uh, I r- super enjoyed. Uh, him being developed as like also an awesome like merc yeah. character, capable, completely uh, capable. People around him are falling, and he's like he's murdering the fuck out of all of them too. Yeah, he's great. Um, so I thought that was a lot of fun. It seems like those two guys like maybe came like 
Like this is like in a post John Wick universe where John Wick has become a master and is just training all of these people now. <laughs> or no, they all came from the Angelica Houston school. Oh, or okay. yeah, the ballerinas yeah, and the uh-huh. and the hitmen. Yeah, apparently. Man, some chicks are like, I gotta I have to be a ballerina. Can I just go straight to the hitman school? <laughs> nope, gotta be a ballerina first. God damn it, it's so archaic. Then Angelica Houston like burns them with a cigar or something and uh very old school. Oh. The um, yeah, it does feel like that. Everyone, they all learn from the same person. <laughs> and when you it put just, those two together, they like equal each other out, and it's <laughs> like shit. It's fine. What happened with John Wick fights John Wick? It's Captain America versus Captain America. Yeah, uh, it's fun. It's good stuff. Actually, it literally is because uh, it's a yeah. it is that stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm. It is that dude. But I did read that it's also okay. So it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Why is it a Netflix movie? Because it's a. Can you, I don't think the budget's available. Can you see if you can find it, the budget? It, 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 I, I know, I know why it's a Netflix movie, Chris. Oh, because, why? Because it it this feels like um like the wall, where it seems like they just inserted like an American star into this foreign film. Hmm. That is one thing. Yes, the 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 setting and how you only have one or two even possible roles for a recognizable star, which they use as yeah. best as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that is one issue. Yeah, we, but it's we, also coming, we got Thor versus Hellboy. But you also got to think that it's coming from uh, balance that out with the fact that it's coming from the Russos, mm-hmm. who even though it didn't help so much with Twenty One Bridges, but they they got that Marvel clout, the Avengers clout. So far, still they're still holding on to that. Uh, you would think that would bounce out a little bit, but I think the fact I mean I would guess it's maybe a fifty million dollar movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's R rated. Mm-hmm. And it's not intended to be Mm-mm. a franchise starter. No, like, well, you're not supposed to expect Extraction Two. Please, God, many no. times. Please, that, please, not ever. It's never supposed to be the point. It's I supposed mean, to be a standalone one-off. I am totally okay with seeing future Chris Hemsworth action movies. Yes, hundred percent. That I'm really out. Give me, give me more. He trained this hard. He did this. Let's keep it. Let's keep it up. He's still a youngish guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's got to be maybe close to forty. Um, yeah, he's got years to go before he gets to his old man action figures. Exactly, he can take a break for a while, like fuck off with some uh, dramas or whatever, oh, have good. time, and then come back, like quote, come back. Oh, with, yeah. uh, with the old man action. Role. Oh yeah, and he can come back as old man four in the fucking Marvel franchises in twenty years. And... Oh my god, they'll pay him so much. They'll, he'll get like. Seventy-five <laughs> for ten minutes of screen time. Seventy-five million. Just wait until you see all of them uh, back. Like just, just uh, wait. Bezos credits. Yeah, so no, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to see other. They'll all come back. Event. Eventually, you will see somehow Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark again. Again. Somehow. A hundred percent. Like it, it is the. He's going to have some project that's going to need like a hundred million dollars in funding. <laughs> Marvel's going to finally release a handful of movie stinkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll <laughs> Guaranteed. Happen. It'll happen. Place that bet. It'll happen, guys. Um, I'm fine with that 100%. More Hemsworths. Uh, no more extractions. Like, I don't no. I, I don't need a Commando 2. Nope. I never needed one. I was happy with Commando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't need a Total Recall 2 no. or a Running Man 2. Mm-hmm. Or I keep going Schwarzenegger no. for this. I mean, hell, and he, he, even... He is one of my favorite action stars. Even if they do or already have an idea for, you know, Extraction 2. Like, don't call it Extraction 2. Rename it. Do something else. Dye homeboy's hair different color and give him a different name. Give her, give her a different name. <laughs> Go, and, and make the movie. It's fine. <laughs> you, got, you got your Nico Toscani's, your Gino Fellini, Gino exactly. Fellinos. 
uh, Mason Storm. Exactly. Casey Ryback. Just, just give him a different name, please. They're all the same guy. Ask. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the same guy. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we're, yeah, we're okay with it. I agree. Yeah, that's the model, yeah. and they should stick with that model. And I would like this guy. I think his name's like Sam Hargrave, Hargrove or something. I would like to see more now mm-hmm. from him. Uh, maybe a better writer. The Russo brothers about, are fine. But I was I, about to say I would. Uh, I like this guy's. I like what he does visually. Yeah. He needs help with story. Yeah, sure. Apparently, I mean, so but, yeah. but that's fine. That's fine. Everyone needs help with stories. Yeah. Story's hard. <laughs> that is the hardest part. <laughs> the story is so hard. Uh, I I think it's a. And then also expectations are lowered because it's a Netflix movie. So I mean, be, yes, because of that. I mean, yes and no. I mean, for the for their hit rate, their uh, their miss rates. Is well, a I mean, lot their higher. miss rate is a lot higher. But yeah, yeah. but when they have when, a when you see winners. certain names involved with the Netflix, there is then, then you got to give it some is a level of expectation. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's fair. So, uh, so for this one, I'd be like, yeah, it's it's a if you're into action movies, recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, hell, this would have been good enough to see in theaters. Yeah, for, I, I don't for think... an action movie, it, it wouldn't have made you know a bunch of money, right? But right, uh, it would have been fine. As my like, if I was with my regal plan, where I'm already paying the twenty bucks a month or whatever, yeah, I would have been fine with that. Well, yeah, yeah, guys, go see, go see extraction. It's fine, or go catch a fucking matinee, you know. Yes, come on. <laughs> this is like a perfect matinee movie. <laughs> it is a perfect matinee movie. It's a, it's that, it is that type of movie. It's a dollar theater type movie. Or it'd still be fun to see in a theater, but uh, you know, try to save a couple bucks if you can. Yeah, exactly. Because it's good. It's, it's fine. No. No, exactly. How many eyes? It is. It, how many eyes and fine? It's five. Eyes, five say, eyes. I mean, it's it's no worse than uh, these uh, fucking awful. Old man Denzel movies, right? You know, like uh, the uh, what's the one, the the sequel. I like the the, the executioner, the extractor. The, <laughs> I don't even remember what it's yeah, called. <laughs> Dix Caliber. Yeah, what's it called? It was a TV show. I don't remember. The the evener, the the divider, the revengerer, the revengerer. And then I was like, I like this one. It's terrible, but it's fun. And then the, the sequel. It's like, oh, this one's just terrible. What yeah. happened? Uh, yeah. So it, it's, it, it's better than those. Yeah, it's better than your takens. Yeah, yeah, it's better than your takens. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I, I agree with you totally. A lot of it is because I like Hemsworth too. I yeah. think, right? He's yeah, he's likable. Yeah. He's good at what he does. He's getting better. His his as he does more. His CG mountain jump into the lake for meditation. Yep, that was <laughs> that was bad news. When it started, I was like, "What? No, we're in for a shit a shit show." Uh, and then, like the movie started. Yeah. That's the beginning. And they never did anything no. like that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to see something really bad now, but no, that's, I forgot about that. That is really funny. Like, why? <laughs> Turn into a CG, like, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> see Van Damme meditating under there just like that, but like in a parody. It's like, is this a parody of an action movie? No, it's way too no. serious. For that. There's too much crying for it to be a parody. Uh, oh, man. What a weird, it's weird, but it's fine, fun, enjoyable, actually bloody. Oh, so bloody. Very R-rated. <laughs> very R-rated. Uh, he pushes a guy's face through a rake at one point. That was so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's got that, it's got that kind well, of stuff. Where did our violence? Beats up a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, he slaps them around. <laughs> Has someone, like, seriously slap them yeah. around. Um, radar for violence. It's good stuff. Uh, definitely recommend, uh, especially if you have Netflix and shit. Yeah. Why not? Just hit play. No. Just hit and I just thought of something, Drew. I, I, we need to come up with a, the fine scale. 
and that's when you rate a movie on when a movie's just fine. Oh, we can fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I feel like the the more eyes, the worse. Yeah, yeah right. So on a scale of like one to five eyes, <laughs> I would I would put extraction at just one eye. I'd give it like maybe two. two it's two. fine. It's fine. So a little, fine. a little inflection. It's fine. It's I'll fine. Go, oh, it's fine. Uh, yeah, five eyes. Like it's fine. <laughs> Whoa, that's equivocal. <laughs> Um, no, that, yeah, I think the fine scale is something we're gonna have to hone over time, especially uh, when we start get, and for the Patreon when we start getting into some of these Seagal movies. <laughs> I guess it's fine. It's a, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> this is a. Can we get? Can we add a sixth eye? <laughs> is that legal? I have to check the. I have to check the records. I don't check know. the dictionary. I'll, you tell me. Let me check. Let me talk to the lawyers, and we'll get back to you on a possible sixth eye. But this is never un, unheard of, sir. To, uh, at that point, you just you just say it's bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but there's something there for ease. Um, media diet. Let's talk about our media diets this week. The other stuff that we were watching, reading, listening to, or whatever. Last Sunday, uh, before we recorded, and then after, I read a book because mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty short, it's less than two hundred pages. Leaving the Atosha Atoka station. I don't know how to say it. A-T-O-C-H-A. Okay. It's a station in Madrid, a train station, that I even looked up on, I looked up on YouTube how to pronounce it, and uh, I just got these weird robo-pronunciations where it's like, I told ya. I was like, this is no way, this mm-hmm. is a computer program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I watched a video of a walkthrough of the station, it's like, it's this huge metro, uh, it's beautiful and everything. Actually, I was like, whoa, this is impressive. Anyway, but it's not really about the station. It's a book by a, a poet and a critic, and it's the only book he's published so far, and it's like won awards and shit, and it's very acclaimed. And it's uh, about a... Surprise, surprise, it's about a poet who got a fellowship to um, Spain for like a year or whatever, and there's very specific reason for it. He has, so he's there to research certain things for his poetry, uh, but he's really just fucking off uh, with locals, buying hash from people in the park and uh, just going through his routine and everything. And it's pretty good. I really did enjoy it. Uh, I mean, I did read the whole thing in mm-hmm. a day, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I did like... Definitely got gotcha. I got into it. Uh, it's an easy read. The thing is, it's uh, it's described as like... It's one of these books where when you read the description and they have give you the quotes, so many of the quotes are like about how it's super funny mm-hmm. and it, it was making people laugh out loud and stuff like that. And I don't think a book has ever made me laugh out loud. Oh, there you go. Has, has, have you ever like read something? I don't, I don't think so. Right? It's... I can read something like, oh, that's funny. And I enjoy it in my head. I may even smile. <laughs> I'm never going to be like, <laughs> yeah. well, you, guys, you got you to read this. But first, there's like all these pages of setup and you got to all this stuff's going on in here. It's, it's, it's fine. And I can actually see it being a, a decent little, um, like an Amazon series, like being adapted because it's very episodic. Mm-hmm. The people he meets, the relationships and stuff like that. And it's, but it's well written. And uh, even though he's a critic and a poet, it doesn't read as like pretentious at all ever. It's like this is actually cool. It's good. The guy's name is Ben Lerner, L E R N E R, leaving the Atosha station. Um, season finale of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. It happened. And Whew. Saul's fucked. All right. Oh, I mean, all oh boy Saul. But we already knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the weird thing about it, right? Uh-huh. So, like, we we know Saul, <laughs> all right, and we know. Throughout the entire of us knowing him in Breaking Bad, he never once 
mentioned a Kim Wexler nope. or a past relationship nope. or anything like that. Uh, but this whole series has now been about him and Kim yeah. and uh, his fallout with his brother, HHM. All that. HHM, I think, has to dissolve somehow before the show ends because they never even meant that never comes up in Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. Kim Wexler, that, that relationship has to end so poorly that he's like, I won't even think of her, speak of her, nothing. Yeah, I mean, she's probably dead. <laughs> oh man, are they are the Mexicans gonna kill Salamanca? No, because he's still working. But then he's working with Frank. I don't know. <laughs> he's just being roped into it all by uh by this dude. Um, it's a very enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was season five, okay. seasons one through four on Netflix, and season six is gonna be the last one. I think they announced that they were gonna do six. So it's weird. So the whole thing I'm really waiting for, not for necessarily for. Him to die or that tension, but I'm waiting to see how this relationship is finally going to blow up. Mm-hmm. And they keep teasing, it's going to go this way, it's going to go that way, but then it keeps repairing and, and, yeah. and keep going. I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you guys waiting for? Pull the trigger on this thing already. Well, this thing no, has to go. They got some ideas. They have ideas. So I really like it. I mean, it's like 75% most, apparently of the same crew that Breaking Bad. Mm. Gilligan's still in it. Peter Gould, who is the showrunner, he directed the last episode and everything. And uh, him and Gilligan wrote wrote it. And it does have a wild, you know, how Breaking Bad would every now and then, maybe I guess a couple times a season, would have like some wild little yeah. action sequences or something. This one ended with one. I was like, whoa, this got. And it reminded me a little of the the newest Rambo movie, Rambo Last <laughs> oh, Blood. Oh, okay, gotcha. Point. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. I was like, whoa. <laughs> It was fun. It was cool. Cool ending. I enjoyed it. Um, Westworld. Yes. Only two episodes left. That's wild. But he's the good guy, Chris. I don't know. Whose side are you on? You can be on the robot side, the fake people side. The I mean, I I like Dolores. I mean, Dolores is great. She took she took everybody off their loop. But what 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 does he have to offer to? uh, Yeah, right. What does he have to offer? Maeve. He's offering her something in exchange for her. For cooperation. I mean, uh, uh, you know, she'll go to the fucking the place. She'll be in the uh, yeah with her daughter. She'll get to live in assimilation mm-hmm. with her daughter and and ignorance is bliss. That type of thing. A Joey Pants type. Maeve is too smart and not naive oh, yeah. enough to just fall for that. Uh-huh. Man, that's great. And then uh, is Aaron Paul even gonna survive the season? Dude, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if he'll <laughs> even survive the season. Uh, super enjoyable show. I'm really, really like them. No. Only two episodes left. Wait, one of them's tonight. Ah! <laughs> How did that happen? Time. <laughs> Goddamn time. You're killing me here, Smalls. Uh, um, I didn't watch, uh, I'm assuming there must have been a new episode of What We Do in the Shadows oh, this yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Episode three. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're smiling. Oh, yeah. Back on track after the ghost oh, episode. God, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my my bad, I didn't watch it. That's my that's my slip up. So we, we they, can't tell they, me tell me a little about it. They go to the superb owl party. All right, I'm in. <laughs> get it? Yes. Superb. Get it? Yes. You can't look. You can't. It's, Marketing it's, prevents you. It's so weird. <laughs> Marketing prevents you. No, but they, everyone they, else calls no, it the big game. Well, no, but they take it literally. It's the superb yeah. owl. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's the so okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, I love it. It's good. I can report this on the What We Do in the Shadows front. Finally, successfully, after um, months, Drew, months of suggesting it, my parents finally watched it. My mom's into the show. Oh, very nice. Yes, thank you. 
Thank you very much. She was like, I don't like vampires. I'm like, I know you don't like vampires. Just not that show. But it's funny. It's not like that kind of show. Trust me. Just, they're not really, they're, like, they're idiot vampires. And, but then I, I am, as I'm recommending this to her, every time I recommend it to her, I am thinking how in the first episode, there's a scene where Laszlo and, and Nadia, they're going through the park and they see some people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's go. You want to eat zip over, <laughs> and take them up into yeah. the trees, and then a bunch of blood yep. splats yeah. down. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, there are some moments like that. Yeah, that's that's for humor though. That's for humor, and uh, and my mom likes Tarantino movies, mm. right? Yeah. She sees the humor, so, yeah. the cartoon, so, so she quote gets it. Mm-hmm. So I had to get him over the whole vampire thing, uh, and it worked. Proud to say, they are now uh, almost done with season one, and because uh, they're always looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. Not only they're retired, now they're fucking stuck inside. Stuck inside. So um, I rewatched the other night a couple episodes mm-hmm. I was over there uh, where it was sort of a quasi isolation cell it doesn't I don't know how that works and he uh, watch, which episodes we watched we watched uh, one of the Gregor ones mm-hmm. when she like restores Gregor's memory to, Je- to yeah. Jeff <laughs> Jeff <laughs> be a Jeff uh, that uh, the werewolf episode the werewolf episode's a good one and uh, oh the Jeff episode has a creepy moment I completely forgot about where she she's in the parking garage and he's all he's Gregor mm-hmm. again and then she's like he gets a phone call I gotta go this is one where Lasso is stuck in animal control yeah. and uh, so she goes into a shadow and she's like Jeff Jeff and then uh, as she goes into a shadow eyes glow so only yeah. see her eyes and then, like, he flashes a flashlight on the eyes, and then it becomes a pile of rats that, that, <laughs> that drops. drops to the ground. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's still horror. <laughs> yeah, and, and then my mom was like, oh, she, like, reacted viscerally to it. And I was like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really That's, funny. It's great. So it's fun to then, oh, um, I knew she would love the energy vampire mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. we, all, we all know him we all know <laughs> we all know him and then uh, we, so we watched the episode with the energy vampire meets Evie the emotional yeah. vampire <laughs> some sort of advanced <laughs> emotional vampire yeah <coughs> and um, what was the other one we watched oh and then when they go to Manhattan to join forces because the they gotta do what the Baron wants yeah and uh, so they go meet up with Sid the devious and his Nick Kroll yes. at his club <laughs> and the cursed witch skin hat that like bleeds and he insists it's not cursed yeah. that hat is cursed Laszlo <laughs> Nadia's I think my favorite character I love Nadia one of yeah, yeah. I mean one of there's only uh, they're all great Guillermo oh my yeah. god Guillermo I, I, I love his twist at the end yes of, and now this and now this season and now it's paying off <laughs> it's like oh that's interesting <laughs> Oh, dude! Yeah, I can see the, the new episode. Yeah, we go somewhere they, else with it too. Yes. It's good. It's a fun show. Yeah. I gotta get him to watch the movie now. Um, yeah, so enjoying that stuff. Uh, I think that's it. That's it for me. That was yet. I watched uh, that Spielberg documentary on HBO. Oh man, you're ahead of me on these docs. How is it? mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's is it similar to the De Palma one? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's very. The De Palma one was very De Palma. This one's feel very Spielberg. Sure, yeah, like yeah, They all yeah. feel like who they're about. They're so, emulating yeah. the... Yeah, that makes sense. But it was rec- good. It was good. It, I mean, it's, it's long. Like HBO, it's like right? two and a half hours, so... Holy shit. But The De Palma one's not that long. No. No. That is long. Yeah. HBO? Yeah. HBO. Write that down. Um, all right, Spielberg. I can see a thumbs up. Yep. And I also watched uh, Absurd Planet on Netflix. I do not know what this is. Uh, imagine, uh, <clears throat> like... Uh, BBC Earth series, okay. but instead of being narrated by David Attenborough, mm-hmm. it's being narrated by comedians. So it's like it's like so, a it's like a funny take on everything. Real footage, yeah, 
riff track style yes. commentary. Mm-hmm. Recommended? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah? <laughs> Is it a series? Yeah, it's on Netflix. How many apps? No, I think it's like eight or nine episodes or 20 minute apps. Okay. 20 minutes? Yeah. It's real quick. Same comedian each episode? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's all narrated, narrated by quote unquote mother nature. So. Gotcha. Okay. I don't. I mean, I don't know who the the comedic writers were, but uh, how'd you? Were you just like scrolling through as well? No, because I because I, 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 I hear about it. I, I watch all like all of the nature documentaries yeah. on Netflix. So, so the algorithm yeah. gave it to yeah. you. Exactly. All right. Absurd. Absurd planet. All right. Cool. Another thumbs up. What else we got? You're going on a documentary kick that this was week. It. All right. A lot of true life stuff from you. I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. then of course the Westworld and God, I got it. What we do. It is what we do in the shadows. So funny. Uh, let's see where we're at. Okay, then we're going to take a break here. And then we're going to be back. We've got some uh, comments in the uh, Facebook comment thread. I think they're from Gabe. Shout out to Gabe. And then uh, I have like a whole bunch of stories to get through. So a lot of stuff for the second half of the show. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, I got a, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play one of my dumb little tracks I put together. Uh, I think this one is called, what's it called? It's called like, uh, uh, sunset beatdown. That's what I call it. Because I want you to chill, but then, uh, like, whoa. You know how that happens sometimes when you chill, but then you're like, well? Mm-hmm. Like, well? Actually, okay, so that's the name of the song. There's a song called, like, whoa. Oh, that's true. No, so my song. That was the 90s. But my song is called uh, Chill. And then, oh, I already forgot what it's called. Yeah, fuck it. Enjoy it. What is up? Here we go. CinemaCrespiso at gmail.com is our email address. And if you send an email to it, we will read it just like this. This is from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? What up, show? What's up, my man? Yo. Episode 8 of this fucking show, Devs, went there. Hmm. I love the cerebral stuff. I am now an official fan of Alex Garland. The show makes me go back to look at his career. I'm very interested now to pick up a couple of his books and get in his mind. Loved Ex Machina. 
in my top 10. Annihilation was okay, but this guy can delve into the weirdness of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. The show is described as a miniseries, and I hope they keep the episodes slash this season short. I don't see any reason to do a five-season run. I like it now that they're doing that more, uh, being open to just doing a short thing. Yes. Not as having to as opposed to like a sitcom series where it's going on for 10, 12 years. TV franchise building. No. It's not like we were talking about extraction. It doesn't have to be. A, no. We don't need 20 extractions. No. You know? Like I said, if you have an extraction to script, change the name, change the name of the character, still yeah. make the movie. You know what they end up doing, though, oh, sometimes? So they do the opposite. They have a script. I like, know. I don't know what this thing is. We're so going to turn it Die Hard 2. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> kind of worked. <clears throat> um. Yeah, Gabe, we appreciate it. Uh, and if you're into his old stuff, you should also check out uh, Dread. That is because he wrote it unofficially, and he uh, and Ghost directed he, it. He, apparently, he did direct it, yeah. but not officially. <laughs> yeah, one of those things where it's like, how much can he yeah, well, confirm? No, Kurt no, Russell supposedly directed Tombstone. Well, no, exactly. I mean, appa- according to Carl Urban, Alex Garland did the fucking work. According to Val Kilmer, <laughs> Kurt Russell's doing the work. Uh, there was another one that I just thought of. Uh, oh, well, apparently the rumor is Spielberg directed Poltergeist mm-hmm. because uh, uh, he was doing E.T. at the same time and they didn't want him doing a Poltergeist 2 and, confu- quote, confusing audiences with his uh, family movie and then a horror film. Mm-hmm. So he hired Toby Hooper, who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but wasn't getting any work. And then he was a producer and kind of telling Toby, this actually my movie, son of a bitch. Um did they talk about that at all in, in the Spielberg documentary? I don't remember. Two it was, and a, dude, it was a long, yeah, two and a half hours, a lot man. of fucking work. And you got to realize it starts with his very first work with Duel, or with this, uh, this nope. the films he did when he was a kid, a sixteen millimeter. It, it uh, goes into the sixteen millimeter stuff, but it really goes into it. it focuses on Amblin, which was his first uh, student, well, his, like, his oh, kind of, yeah. like, yeah, short film. Yeah, through yeah. short film. Yeah, that's what um, got him dual. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, from then on, like, he was, like, the crown prince of fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Like, his, his first time ever working with any SAG actor was in duel with that fucking, that's was crazy. it Lauren Bacall? Was that Lauren Bacall? Is that who it was? I forget. Um, crazy. All the way up until 1941. Uh, that was his first dud. But yeah. And then after that, like, I just won't do comedy anymore. Good, exactly. Good call. Good call, dude. Um, thanks, Gabe. We appreciate the email. Definitely check out Dread, or if you have seen it before, uh, rewatch it, knowing that it's 100% an Alex Garland joint. 90% an Alex Garland. Um, we also have a Facebook group, Cinema Crespity, so you can join that group. We put a comment question thread in there that you can use and uh, I believe it was used this week yes it was what do we got by Cremella what's up Cremella asks why hasn't Drew finished devs because I haven't started it he hasn't even started it bro if I can't if I haven't started it how can I finish it see now that is a question of ninjutsu for you my man Um, Uh, and has anyone I'm actually the one who needs to actually quote finish it because I even even started is it over I think it's done because I was waiting for it to be over so I could just binge yeah I think that's it now okay I think it's eight episodes okay cool so I can start watching it I need to start watching it I'll watch it next week and has anyone noticed he looks a little bit like Josh Harris picture Skinny white guy. Uh, sure, skinny white guy. It's because of the facial hair, really. Short hair, facial hair type of thing. Slightly Mediterranean look. Vaguely Mediterranean. Yeah, but I don't have those little... I don't have those lame-ass earrings. You don't have those lame-ass earrings, but we could get them. No, I'm not that guy, Chris. So... If I was going to be that guy, the late 90s would have been the time I, I decided not to be that guy. I got my LeBray pierced instead. You were that guy. Uh-huh. What does that say? Uh, not good things. We don't want to know. <clears throat> we're not going to go down that road. Uh, you could have you frosted your tips. 
Never did that. You could have done. That's what I'm saying. You could have. No, that was you. That was my joint. <laughs> that was my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and we got some comments from Gabe. What's up, Gabe? You also had the puka necklace. No, I was not a puka, sh- <laughs> puka shells. No, I had a wood a wooden bead oh, a necklace. My mistake. A little, but you were a necklace. You, you, you were one of the irremovable necklace guys. I was a necklace guy. My dad was a necklace guy. He had a gold chain. At least I didn't do gold chain. Like in my in chest hair, sort of like, hey, what's up? Look at my. Although it would have been great. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> then I would have been that been guy. Great. I would have been that guy. Uh, I forgot to. So, the bagels are better because of the water. So, Gabe, we got a comment from Gabe. Mm. I forgot to eat. show is my hoe. I forgot to email last week. So, this is two weeks worth of movies. Gotcha. 1917. Nice. This was really good. Probably the best of 2019, in my opinion. Wow. Oh, I wish I had seen it in theaters. Although my biggest gripe is that the soldiers are easily distracted for such a time-sensitive mission. True. See it immediately if you haven't. Yeah, it's good. Definitely enjoyed it. I mean, it's gorgeous. Uncut Gems. Yeah. This movie was stress. (laughs) Stress. Yes, it is. The movie is all about wheeling and dealing the sleazy way. A gray state. A what state? A gray state. G-R-A-Y. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I only watched this because it's credited to Herzog, although I'm 102% he had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Apparently, he worked once with the producer, a documentary about a former soldier who returns to civilian life as an Alex Donzer. Ooh. He was trying to develop a crowdfunded film called Gray State, hmm. but ends up reportedly in a murder-suicide. Whoa. The film's host, the views of their conspiracy theorist, who conspiracy theorize that his dead his death had to do with the production and release of his film, but offers no new evidence or substance to those claims. Sounds uh, speculative, inflammatory. Sounds like a sea level documentary. Sounds fun. The Lighthouse. Yes, yeah, that's out now on Amazon Prime for people to stumble across the flummoxed by. I mean, yeah, so, so is Hereditary. Just so just go, go watch those two back to back. Man, go. No. Lighthouse makes Hereditary look like like such a paint by numbers like Lighthouse. <laughs> Just don't kill Seagull. That's the only thing I know about Lighthouse. Don't kill Seagull. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's all I can take away from it. And you like my cooking, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like my cooking. Uh, I was really hyped for this movie, but was somewhat disappointed. Oh, I did some research. That's and what got, I'm saying. <laughs> I did some research, so I got some closure there. But still, I was very hyped for this A24 movie, and I just hate the story the acting and visuals are great was digging the psychological drama stuff but it looked but i took it too literal maybe another viewing might change my mind i totally get that i mean yeah you, you go into something like that expecting one thing you get something different yeah and then it's just like i don't it's not what i want yeah, yeah. it's like uh man someone did um an experiment where they they served ice cream but then until people it was like fish flavored ice cream and mm-hmm. they ate it like whoa this is gross yeah. and then they turn around and give the exact same product to someone and told it was like fish something it's the same thing it was like and, like, oh, it's so bad. and then he ate it oh yeah no, it tastes pretty good it's all about expectations and the way you set them up and shit man so maybe a future viewing would change your mind maybe a future viewing would infuriate you You'd be like this is bullshit yeah <laughs> it is that type of movie it, it can, yeah yeah definitely people can either you like it or you don't you like it or you don't you could be like it's an emperor's new clothes type of thing or you know, whatever. It's fine. That's what the whole thing with movies. Red Sun. R- R- uh, Red Sun? Like and, and Superman? 
animated movie on the Superman series. Oh. If Superman was a was Russia's quote unquote son. Never read the series, but it includes a lot of the DC characters. Okay, overall, I don't get much of the context without knowledge of the comic. Uh, watch it if you're into DC. I tend to think the animated stuff is way better than the live stuff. For the most part, absolutely. They've been turning around lately. Yeah. Uh, would you watch that that movie? Because he goes, you read it. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, have you seen I, him actually? I think he's, I think he's confused. He, I think he thinks like this is a uh, whole run. Yeah, almost like a thing where it, like it's just like a one off. Yeah, I know it? exactly. It, it's more like a Marvel's what if. Yeah. It's like an alternate history. It's like, hey, let's say. What if all of the DC superheroes came from Russia instead of America? Isn't Flashpoint like that a one, like a, just a one-off, one-story thing? That's not a whole run, is it? I, no, that Flashpoint yeah. thing. Right. Yeah, Which I think they're it's, still. It's kind of. It's like. Still I mean, like yeah. I mean, they'd love to. Uh, and it's it's kind of like the the, the new, uh, you know, the Dark Knight series where everything, the the metal series where the, this whole dark universe oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's very much in that vein where it's just kind of the artist having fun with, uh, you know, a well established character. True. True. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, Hail Caesar. Yes, that's on Netflix now. The first twenty minutes is a little hard to get into, but Brolin is so good it brought me back. Brolin's rolling. Ends on a weird point, and I don't know what to think about it. Is it about Hollywood? The film industry? I don't know. It's shot well enough, and the set and textures are great, but I don't know if I'd watch it again. I, I, I did only see it the one time in theaters, uh, so I actually can't even really recall the ending too, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, do, I need to revisit it. It's a Coen Brothers movie. I've rewatched all their movies at least once, even uh, Lady Killers and uh, Intolerable Cruelty, and that did not improve my opinions of those movies at all. Intolerable Cruelty was weird. Yeah, you know what? It was a really, it was just a, a weird relationship study. And they and they didn't write it. No, that makes more sense. That's the first movie they directed that they did not write. And Lady Killers was their first remake. And then they went back to just writing their own shit and directing it, and they're back on track. Although True Grit's also a remake. But anyway, we'll forget about that. The world of Jim Henson. Ooh. After watching Mr. Rogers stuff, I got interested in other American icons that have passed. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to find out about his background in entertainment and to see how even to this day his legacy is strong. A visionary. Watch it off YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, remember we saw that cool Jim Henson exhibit. Yeah, at the, it was amazing. The Museum of the Moving Image. Yeah, it was awesome. It is really cool to all the different stuff we had. And even then, we saw like two floors worth of exhibit, yeah. I think. And it was only scratching the surface of all the different things yeah, he yeah. wanted to do. And that whole wing he had about the crazy nightclub yes. with the textured walls and stuff. And like, wacky. for sure, a place for people to eat acid and, mm-hmm. and, and freak oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this is yeah. the design of the place yeah. is what mm-hmm. it's for. It's not a, it's not the, what it's the reason? It's not the bug, it's a feature. There mm-hmm. we go. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, okay. All right, Chris. You got, a lot of, you got a lot of news stories to read, apparently. Back, back on track. Here we go. Johnny Depp's on Instagram. No. He's got to rehab his image, brother. But he's uh, too he, old and crazy to do that now. It is kind of unfortunate. He is an old crazy guy, but uh, he has this whole Amber Heard thing that's been dragging him through the mud for years. And uh, now that uh, that audio has come out of Amber Heard being like, uh, I like fucking you up in, in public and hurting you and stuff. And now we find out that um, he is a victim of, of domestic abuse as well, uh, just as much so. Now he's using that to get out there and uh, put out this image of him sitting behind a table with a whole bunch of candles. Oh, 
<laughs> and uh, he goes, hello, everyone. Filming something for you now. Give me a minute. Uh, it's his first post. You see. He already has 3.9 million followers. And you see, this This is why Honor S. Thompson had the fucking commentary to blow his own brains out. So he didn't do dumb shit like this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Depp could follow. He's right around the same, same age. Oh, Thompson no. Thompson was like 57. He's... I, I I think ever since Fear and Loathing, Johnny Depp has not been the same person. No, that's, yeah, he he was on the other <laughs> side on that one. And oh came yeah, back changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he I mean he, he's played Hunter S. Thompson at least three different times that I can think of. <laughs> once in Fear and Loathing, once in The Rum Diaries, yeah. and then again in Rango. Yeah, he keeps coming back. To it. <laughs> that's true. He keeps coming back to one hundred percent. Um. What he was doing here in this post was he's using social media platform to quote face the music in that he put out a song called Isolation with Jeff Beck. Don't care. Uh, of course, he's one of these mega celebrities who's like, he I'll, I'll connect everything. with the people via isolationism mm-hmm. and quarantine yeah. and mm-hmm. pandemic well, stuff. He, he's also one of these celebrities who's like, I know I'm an actor, but I can make music too. Oh yeah, he's been doing that since the 90s. I know. Um, story number two. Here we go. Suicide Squad director James Gunn picked his favorite Joker. Okay. So on the table, Cesar Romero, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. uh, Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Drew. Yeah. Who do you think he picked as his favorite? Mark Hamill. You think Mark Hamill? Yeah. My guess. That's my guess. When I clicked on it was Cesar Romero. Okay. Because he's one of the dead jokers, okay. and it's a long, it's an easy pick. Because yeah. you offend no one by mm-hmm. saying Cesar yeah. Romero, and he's fun. Cesar yeah. Romero, you can argue yeah. Cesar Romero. Yeah. Uh, he straight up said, "Probably Joaquin." Ah, he was like, "Whoa!" He's, I mean, he's a good, it's a good Joker. It's a different Joker. It's a good Joker, and he he's very honest. He doesn't care about ruffling any feathers. Oh, yeah. see, that's how bad it was, Drew. How forgettable we want to make it forgettable. We forgot to mention Jared Leto. No is, point. How funny is that? Yeah, there's no point. Well, you want to talk he's about not, your favorite possible favorite jokers? He's not even in the mix. He, he can't even put him in the conversation. No, he's not. Even, he's not in the mix. Poor guy. Poor guy. Not necessarily. He's a weird cultist leader now. You see that? He's a cult leader. Is he? Yeah. He Good has, for him. He has a thirty seconds to Mars like fan retreat thing that he does, where he, it's uh, a lot of mostly young people. Obviously, mm-hmm. all show up. Uh, he tells them all to dress in white, mm-hmm. uh, and they walk around some sort of island that he owns, mm-hmm. and he, he's dressed in a white robe mm-hmm. with his arms out, mm-hmm. uh, s- addressing everyone like mm-hmm. Jesus on a hill. Yeah, it's weird. Cool. It's, it's, a, it's a weird. It's a real thing. Yeah. There's, there's pictures and stuff. Well, he's a living vampire, so. Well, that too. That too. Um, Batman. Let's talk Batman a little bit. Okay. We got that Batman no kill policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes up in a story regarding uh, the guy who created True Detective, mm-hmm. Nick Pizzolatto. Yep. He. Flat circle. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Does not seem like the type of guy who would want to do like a comic book movie, right? The time is a flat circle guy. Yeah, dude, you. I mean, obviously, you'd be surprised You can have a lot of... Like Darren Aronofsky. I mean, to. like I said, seriously, you can have a lot of fun writing comic books, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can you, go places. You, you can go places. Well, writing books. I'm talking about making yeah. the movies. Um, like, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who want to get sucked into the Marvel machine. It all depends. It does all depend. You'd be Like I said, you'd be surprised. Uh, but he does have only one comic book character that he would at all be interested in writing for and making, and that would be Batman. Okay. 
He shares the detective stuff. He shares the national fascination with Batman, the detective stuff. Uh, but he waded into this debate about his no kill policy. Um, first off, he says Batman is the only character in the world I didn't create. Only character, not even comic book character. The only character in the world that I didn't create that I want a shot at, and he's the only piece of geek culture I have any affinity for. He goes on to say regarding his no kill policy. Batman's no-kill policy is valid and should always remain, but the policy does not exist because killing makes me as bad as them. Or some kindergarten bullshit. That's how he puts that. That never held any water at all. Batman's no-kill policy exists because Batman's real. An eternal enemy is death. <laughs> death is his real enemy. Uh, end quote. So, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, whatever. It makes me want to see a Nick Pizzolatto Batman now. Yeah, if he's gonna look at it that deeply, uh, I'm done with that. How do you represent that though? Do you create Do you create a character called Death Man? Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, I mean, he's a smart man. He can do it. Um, Batman has killed before. Yeah, uh, time to time, it happens. At one point, Joker killed himself mm-hmm. to kind of blame it on Batman. Yeah, uh, he broke his own neck. Mm-hmm. That's that uh, Frank Miller. Uh, Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see Batman Battle Death mm-hmm. in a Nick Pizzolatto Batman series on HBO. Yeah, that, that could be fun because HBO Max, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. Warner Media. That could be fun. <gasps> Nick Pizzolatto. Guys, we can do this. Speaking of fantastic ba- uh, comic book adaptations, uh, Venom sequel. <laughs> Drew, come on. <laughs> Have hope, Drew. I mean. Uh, Zero. It's a reset with Andy Circus. Zero. We got we got a whole we got a new same writers but new director. Zero. This title does not give me any hope. You hear about the title change? Yeah. Venom colon let there be carnage. I thought that was a joke. Nope. I thought we were having some fun with it. Nope. That's the official title, Drew. Uh, the movie also now has uh, been changed. It had an October release date that got pushed to June twenty twenty one. Okay. That was supposed to be when Warner Brothers Batman was going to come out. Mm-hmm. But that got pushed as well. Yep. Because it's still in production. Yeah. And they had to stop production. Um, just to remind people, Venom made $856 million in 2018. Wow. And they, they're describing here Woody Harrelson as a last minute. Well, it is a last minute cameo. But he was on the... It's weird. They cast him so early and declare him to be Carnage. And then they're like, it was the last minute reveal. Like, oh, he's going to be Carnage in the next movie. It's like, why did they even do any? I don't understand why even bother. Um, I pulled a story, but I mean, we can blow. I mean, neither of us are big Hunger Games fans. Did you ever even nope. finish that Hunger Games series? Like the third movie? I don't, did you see the third one? I don't remember. It was okay. Um, Wait no, yeah, because didn't they break up the third one into? Uh, didn't they do the double take? Yes, where they, they, they did. broke it into two movies. Yes, obnoxious. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. There, there was a rash of those at that time. Why? Because of Harry Potter. Yeah, and then they did it with Twilight, and yeah. then they did it with uh, with this, and then they stopped doing it, and they were like, "Fuck you, people." Well, they finally ran out of young adult <laughs> bullshit, uh, but maybe not for long. I mean, they saw the Hunger Games. Not only did they co- copy Harry Potter with the split finale. But they saw those uh, fantastic crimes of Grindelwald and the Beast of Newt Scarmander, whatever that shit is. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's a good idea. 
So just more stories in that universe. More prequel stories. Here we go. Suzanne Collins writing a Hunger Games prequel. Don't care. Which will surely be turned into a movie. Don't care. Uh, some people do, just like some people. You don't care about Fantastic Beasts. Nope. But you like Harry Potter. That was okay. I, I like Harry Potter even less. So I don't care about Fantastic Beasts. But people like the, the Hunger Games. They made a bunch of money. And uh, there are people out there uh, down for this book. And they're going to be down for a movie. So it's going to be a thing that we're going to talk about. And it's based on... Um, uh, and why I compare it to Fantastic Beasts is because it's a pretty big time jump backwards. Uh, not as big as that one, but it goes to, um, uh, what's his name? Coriolanus Snow. Mm-hmm. The Donald Sutherland, mm-hmm. the president. Uh, it's him as like an 18-year-old. Okay. Yeah, so they, they went back to him gotcha. really young. Yeah, and does are, anyone care about him becoming president are, Snow? Are they really. still going to, is she still going to claim that she's never seen Battle Royale? <laughs> but it's still, it's still a Battle Royale ripoff somehow. I guess if let me see if if he is old enough, I guess technically it could be like right around the first year or two of the Hunger Games, yeah. So we could just go back to ripping off Battle Royale. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, you could pick worse things to rip off. Well, yeah, but still, but to straight rip off a movie and then to claim that you have no knowledge of its existence is it, kind of bullshit. It's kind of wild. It's very wild. <laughs> it's, they're just students killing each other because of a, a, a state mandated order. Hmm. hmm. They're just giving. They're just giving a weapon, and I don't know. Hmm. And then, and then Takeshi Katano shows up, and he's our teacher. Wait a second. Excuse me. He was, but <laughs> it's a coincidence. <laughs> that would be funny if they got Takeshi Katano. Now he was too, at that point. He, then they he have was to too, pay royalties. He was too busy doing Ghost in the Shell. By that point, oh my god, Ghost in the Shell. <sighs> yeah, he was too busy doing that piece of shit movie. My heart breaks. My heart breaks. <laughs> my heart breaks in many pieces. For that blunder. Um, speaking of blunders, David Lynch's Dune. <laughs> this is very funny. Uh, so we talked about last week about how a bunch of Dune images came out, set the internet ablaze, mm-hmm. the content-starved internet, and also the the man-starved in real life ladies of the internet, and I'm sure dudes too, who all tweeted about Oscar Isaac. Yeah, and and him just burning a grillins with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> It's staring right into your soul, Chris. Um, so someone hit up David Lynch. Was like, "Yo, Dune coming out soon. People are psyched for it. You gonna go see it?" Fuck no, he's not. Fuck no. Which was Yodorowsky had to be dragged to go see David Lynch's Dune, and he revealed in a documentary that he was delighted as the movie rolled out in front of him. It was he's terrible. Like, Fuck this movie's terrible. This movie's terrible. Thank God. And when he was like, "I respect David Lynch so much," you could see it. And thank God, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, he says he has zero interest in Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Uh, when asked why, he responded, quote, Because it was a heartache for me. It was a failure, and I did not have final cut. I've told this story a billion times. It's not the film I wanted to make. I like certain parts of it very much, but it was a total failure for me. So even David Lynch recognizes yeah. that this movie is bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there we go. Dune is bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure for David Lynch, if he tries to watch Denis Villeneuve is doing, like, he'll get PTSD and he's back in the fucking desert. And then if he's, and then if he sees it succeed. Yeah. He'd be, uh, yeah. God damn it, I wanted to do this. <laughs> he's got such a weird delivery. Uh, there's a, I heard this on another podcast, but I, I'm still going to say there's a great story of how he would, when he shoots stuff on, on set, he, uh, 
he smokes. He refuses to stop smoking cigarettes, and he'll smoke inside, and he'll smoke on a set, and he carries around a fire extinguisher with him at all times. Just in case. Just in case. It's like, I'm ready to use it. (laughs) Um... Of course, I'm continuing my very slow rewatch of uh, OG Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trudging along in season two. I'm bouncing between that and Simpsons and uh, occasional episodes of Twilight Zone. And it, it's a wild, wild show. Although he didn't work too much on season two. But anyway, he won't go see Dune. It was a failure for me. Um, story number seven, Val Kilmer... He's putting out his memoir. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we talked a little bit last week about how um, some of his stories of love and love lost, Daryl Hannah, Cher, stuff like that. Um, he was 21 when Cher. Cher hit him up. Mm-hmm. He was 21. Mm-hmm. She was in her 30s. And she was like, I, wanna, I want some of that. I want to meet that boy. <laughs> and he was like, he said that he thought they'd have nothing in common. And then when he met her, that she was the funniest person ever. Still the funniest person to him that he's ever known. Uh, and they had a short romance, but they've been friends for life. There you go. So that's very interesting. But I pulled this story because it's about Top Gun. Um, and basically, let me see here. Um, Tom is a comrade I respect and admire, though we, as creatures, we hail from galaxies afar, far away from one another. My favorite moment between us was a small prank. This is on Top Gun. My favorite, fa- my favorite moment between us was a small prank in which I gave him an extremely expensive bottle of champagne but placed it in the middle of a giant field and made him follow scavenger hunt style clues to find it. I hid behind a bleacher and watched him lug the giant crate to his motorcycle. He never did thank me for the ice man style bit. I thought it would break the ice, but I guess the ice was just right. Uh, cute little story. He did not want to originally do Top Gun. At that point, he thought he didn't like the role. He thought it was too small. It wasn't mm-hmm. right for him. They essentially had to beg him to do it. He showed up at the audition as a favor to someone. Uh, he said he wore his worst clothes. Like, he didn't dress up at all. He did a very blasé reading. Like, I don't give a shit. They gave him the role. And he's like, fuck. So he did the movie. Made him a star. Yeah. That's what, like, really started to launch him. Um, flash forward to 30, 35 years later, Top Gun Maverick. He's begging to be in this please. movie, and he makes and he makes no bones about it. He yeah. be begged. He's like, "Please let me be in this movie," and they wrote him into it. They, mm-hmm. So Iceman was not originally going to come back, and and they gave him. It's uh, called Tom Cruise. Tom oh, exactly. Cruise, boy, they're still friends, I guess. Um, so he campaigned. He got in. Val Kilmer, rest in power. No, he's still alive. Yes, yes. Uh, story number eight: Warner Brothers. Now that they got um, HBO Max, they have a place to start dumping movies. Yeah, and they do. And we have our first COVID-related HBO Max-timed-out movie dump. And, of course, Drew, as we know now, for the next year or so, the good movies, what are you going to do with the good movies? Hold them off. Yes. (laughs) What are you going to do with the ones that are stinkers? Put on streaming. So, Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus. Prepare for Kenneth Branagh stinker. Garbage. And here we go. Uh, this one's for the kids. This one's for the families. Um, Warner Brothers. Actually, they won't even vote for HBO Max. They're just going to go straight um, VOD, $20, $20 rental, $25 purchase of Scoob. Oh, that looked awful. Doesn't look terrible. It looked awful. Right? Like, who what, Who made these decisions? Not me. 3D animated Scooby-Doo movie that's a prequel where they're kids. No one likes Scrappy-Doo. Why do we want a young Scoob? 
is this insane? It is. And then they're too young for any like wee jokes. Exactly. Nah, I can't pretend that scra- that 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 Shaggy is high. Now he's just a young idiot. Yeah. No. He's just no. Yeah. Exactly. He's just he's just a moron <laughs> instead of a stoner who talks to his dog. Yes. <laughs> stoner who talks to his dog. Funny. Yeah. Young stupid child. Sad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked up. Yeah. So they re- they recognize it. All right. We'll put this out on them. We're not going to hold on to this literal animated pile of dog shit. Yeah. For a year, um, they probably also didn't think it was gonna make that much money. It's oh. original aired, uh, so what? What essentially was that? It was supposed to come out May fifteen, um, so they're just sticking with that date and then making it day, yeah. day and date VOD. Um, May fifteen is also kind of a weird release date for this. They're it's for sure counter programming. Um, they expected Black Widow yeah. to make a bunch of money for two weeks, and then now we come in with the family movie. That's the only real family option. Yeah, uh, they didn't think it was gonna make that much money. They were gonna, they were essentially doing like a smash and grab. So now they're fucked. Uh, story number nine. Ooh, yeah, this uh, Disney put out a trailer for a little. I didn't bother watching it because I'm just gonna watch a series, very short series, four episodes. Disney Plus, um, Disney Gallery colon. The Mandalorian. No, the making of. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. The first episode is labeled directing. The second episode is called Legacy. The third one is called Cast. And the fourth one, the one I'm most looking forward to, Technology. Apparently, uh, I read an article. Apparently, uh, when Werner Herzog was dealing with the child, Mm -hmm. uh, he directed it as if it were an actual living being. That's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> like it's not it's not two guys you know underneath a bunch of vinyl yeah. and plastic no this thing is real that's how, <laughs> it's so weird how that happens though it's so funny this child is so amazing <laughs> how what well, did you find it did you set the trap in the swamp and then train it <laughs> and then train it to gesticulate wordlessly I can see the pain in its eyes as it looks at me and screams kill me I need <laughs> not exist in this world Sounds about right. <laughs> and then I wept. <laughs> I wept profusely at the thoughts of this thing suffering. Um, it, those are the first four episodes. It's going to be an eight-episode series. They haven't announced all the episode titles, but it starts May 4th. Cool. Like you know, Star Wars Day. Star, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Um, probably get a good amount of Carl Weathers and Werner Herzog in the cast episode, episode three. It's going to be cool. I'm really looking forward to... I really like the show, and... Um, then finding out the tech, technical aspects of it afterwards is kind of mind blowing. I like how they held off on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they let you watch the show and like, look, we found all these great desert locations, and then you see the making of later. Like, what? Wait a minute, you weren't even then. God damn it! God damn it! You're <laughs> standing in front of a TV screen. It's like Simon. Simon Hill. He takes his action figures and then sets them up in front of a, like a high res picture on his iPod, and then takes a picture of that, and it looks like he's like, did you go out to the backyard? Like, nope. <laughs> I never left my bathroom. I was shitting this whole time. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, story number 10, Westworld. Season 4 is official. Cool. Yeah. I'm ready. Not only is it official, but uh, the showrunners reconfirmed that this is part of a six-season run. Cool. They announced that when they did season one. Yeah. And now that they announced season four, they're like, we're, we're going all six. Cool. Um, official announcement. Oh, wait. Oh, I hit the, I hit the button and nope. Delete draft. What, what's going on here? Uh, HBO programming president Casey Bloys 
says, From the Western theme park to the technocratic metropolis of the near future, we've thoroughly enjoyed every twist and turn from the minds and master storytellers, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. We can't wait to see where their inspired vision takes us next. So HBO's all in. I'm cool with that. They're, yep, we don't have to worry about this thing. Rome style, like, oh, this costs us too much money. <laughs> Not enough people are watching it. It's successful enough. We're doing well enough. We can all relax. That's the one less thing to worry about. I was really keeping me up at night. And maybe in a decade we'll do a movie. Yeah. Maybe it'll work as a movie. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. Um, one Punch Man. Sony. Speaking of movie. Live action. It has potential. But it's got to be R-rated. Oh, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. You punched that, that mosquito lady oh, yeah. in the oh, no. side of the building and just became blood. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. she popped from all the blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they need to go, like, full-on, like, cartoon corny with this. It has to be over the top. Like, I don't, I don't know how well it'll work. Because no. it's such a crazy, weird concept and series. Um... How, how do you make it believable without it being corny, mm-hmm. visually, no. live action? I don't know. But that's what Sony wants to do. It. Sony knows we'll for all their great decisions. You know, we'll see. They, they, you know, we got all those uh, amazing Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. that they keep cranking out. Yeah. They, they never falter on those. No. Venom is fantastic. Oh, it's also coming from the Venom writers. So that's another way to tie it back to Venom. Drew, come on. Get your hands out of here. Your head out of your face. First of all, you're not supposed to touch your face, but... You know who else has been in the studio? Mm. Well, actually, I can tell you. Uh, Elliot was here from Orlando Meets. And uh, that's about it. Okay. And then I also liked all the chairs. So. Before and after. I'll do the same when you leave. I don't know where you've been. Where you've been? Nowhere. Well, but, okay. but, but in my house. Well, now I know. Oh, well, then now I know. A whole block away. Uh, story. That was story 11. Story 12. The Saint. Speaking of Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. We got a Saint remake. It was going to be made with Chris Pratt. Okay. But we're trading Chris's. Chris Pratt out. We're going to replace him with Chris. Hemsworth. Ooh, Chris. <laughs> come on. Chris Pratt. Oh, oh, come on. Chris. No. Come on. We're, we got a few more Chris's. I don't know. Uh, Chris Pine. <laughs> okay. I know. Come on. They're interchangeable. You got Pratt, Pine, Hemsworth, Evans. Well, more like Hemsworth and Evans are interchangeable because they're kind of... I, do, I, I could not believe how... Big of a man Chris Evans became. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he got on the uh, he got on the Hulkster yeah. uh, '80s diet yeah. for sure and beefed up. Yeah, they, you can interchange them, and, that, and and then Pratt slimmed down. He was already yeah. a big boy. He had to slim down. Um, yeah, we got a Saint remake. Okay, okay, and, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm okay with that. It, it's it should be fine. It's a spy thriller. Yeah, it's fine. He's a master of disguise. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, he can do that. Dexter Fletcher coming off of Rocket Man will mm-hmm. be directing this thing, so we'll see. We'll see if it works any good. It's uh, I never saw the original show from the sixties. I think Roger Moore was the original The Saint. Okay, which is uh, I mean, you got yeah. to make sense. Like, oh, that, mm-hmm. that's why he would be Bond. Yeah. Um, well, I'll give it a shot. I'm not gonna say no. And then again, all the Chris's they're interchangeable. Why not? One of them has an Australian accent. Mm-hmm. I did like an extraction. I got to speak with his accent. Yes, you got to be Australian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got, the, I got the the, the middle of the road broad Australian accent. Wait, it's fine. It's fine, mate. Uh, speaking of Australia, back to the Batman. <laughs> remember, remember Australian Batman. <laughs> I'm Australian Batman. No, I, I remember Australian Santa. <laughs> well, that. <they, laughs> 
Australian Batman becomes Australian Santa on, on December 25th. Okay. It's uh, it's a smaller economy down there, so gotcha. he has to do a dual role. Mm-hmm. He says, I stopped crime. I stopped crime 11 months out of the year, but then I got to do a chicken at the workshop and make sure they're making all the doodads for the children. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone spilled some news that they weren't supposed to, and I'm sure people are mad, but uh, it's kind of funny. Where is it? Who is it? Um, okay, this guy, his name is Robert McClure, and... Um, he is going to be the lead in the Broadway musical version of Miss Doubtfire. Okay. So because of that, he has to like get prosthetics made and all that because he's mm-hmm. doing the Miss Doubtfire role. Um, he dropped this tidbit, though, in, in an interview. Uh, I went into the place uh, to get the process you just saw. So I guess he's talking about the makeup process. I walked in and they were like, oh, hang on. We just have to clear off this table. And they were building the penguin prosthetics for Colin Farrell in the new Batman movie. Cool. So there we go. We're getting some sort of... Um, uh, I wondered how they were going to do it. Me too. Hashtag me too. I thought, I was like, I assumed for some reason, I guess because it's Matt Reeves, I'm thinking a grittier, slightly more real, quote real Batman, maybe hyper real. I was assuming Colin Farrell... Wouldn't just be Colin Farrell? Going for a svelte penguin. He might still, wah, wah, still give you a little bit of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the monocle and the, the, the cigarette holder thing. Um, I wonder if they actually they'll do that. Well, because he's a bad guy. So bad guys can still smoke in movies. Um, but, yeah, maybe they're they're going to give him the body, you know, a, a bit of a waddle mm-hmm. or whatever. Just like James Gunn. Now, Drew, we're going to go over best penguins. Who are our options? we got Burgess Meredith. we got Danny DeVito. we got whoever voiced him in the cartoon. And that's it. Go. I mean, Danny DeVito was a weird, dark penguin. And, and <laughs> gross to look at, too. Like, blue spit and, uh, so, like, dirty clothes. Like, I literally just didn't like looking at him. I'm going to go Burgess Meredith. Uh, I'm going to go with DeVito. Probably okay. the only thing I've ever liked DeVito in. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. A, a DeVito skeptic. All right. On record as being a DeVito skeptic. I wasn't aware. See, we've been doing the show for how long? Huh? 380, episode 381, we finally learned. Drusa Coburn. Doesn't Danny, like Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito skeptic. Death to Smoochie. Not a fan of Death to Smoochie. I like Death to Smoochie, but... He, he directed that. But, uh, yeah, I mean... But he's also in it very little. I was about to say, yeah, that, that, that was, for, for me... That's an Ed Norton movie. That was, yeah, that was Ed Norton in a great vehicle and uh, finally got and to... Robin Williams. And Robin Williams' bad guy. Yeah. I love Robin Williams' bad guy. That, that was his dark period. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. <laughs> All right, Danny DeVito skeptic, Drusa Cogburn. That'll be that's your cry out from now on. Drusa Cogburn, comma skeptic, Danny DeVito skeptic. <laughs> also, parentheses, not a doctor. I still got to put up that correct that, that uh, not a doctor. documentary short. <laughs> the, not a doctor. Which I, it doesn't have your real name on it. So call you Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew. Excellent. Oh. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back to the first episode to hear Drew's real name, but no one gives a shit. Also, don't listen to that episode. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Truthful, truthful. <laughs> Come on, truth. And everyone's first episode is bad. I mean, hell, the last three hundred and eighty were bad. We finally got it down with this one. Woo! This is the good one. Yeah, it only took us five years. Congratulations. Sure, your math is off, buddy. I'm afraid to tell you the number now. Um, all right, story number fourteen. We're wrapping it up now. Only two left. Um, actually, no. This is these two are one story. So we're gonna go out on sort of a sad note. This kind of maybe he'll turn it around. Um, one of the breakout stars of Strata the Compton was Jason Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who played Easy E. Yeah. Um, him he was and, in some other stuff too. Yeah, him and Corey Hawkins, based off that, got Kong Skull Island. Um, he was in Mudbound that had some Oscar nominations, one of the good Netflix movies. 
Um, he, did, he was doing a series. A lot of the story is going to center around the series that he's on now, or was on. Spoiler! Yeah. Um, the, 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 ch- the Chai, which I haven't seen at all. That's why I couldn't pull it. Um, it's on Showtime. No, that's why. Yeah. Uh, but it's based on the uh, Spike Lee produced movie. Yeah, he did Chirac, and then uh, I think yeah, so he did Chirac well, a few years ago, and then that what kind of spun off into this show, uh, run by someone else, Lena Waithe. Um, okay, Jason Mitchell is apparently a problem. It's a it's an issue of you can take. You might you can take the guy out of the bad neighborhood. You can, you, take, you you can take the guy out of the you hood. You can take the dude out of the guy, but you can't take the guy out of the dude. You can't take the guy out of the dude, man. Um, Jason Mitchell was in Mississippi where he got pulled over. And, of course, a black guy getting pulled over in Mississippi. They're checking that car. Yep. And what did they find? Guns. Drugs. All three. <laughs> <laughs> Guns, drugs, all three. That yes. is correct. <laughs> Marijuana. MDMA. And two pistolas. He's 33 years old, driving GMC Yukon, uh, booked into the Harrison County Jail. Um, how much weed do you think they found? Mm, quarter pound. Two pounds of weed, Drew. How many doses of MDMA? Oh, probably a fucking bag full. 1,300. That's about right. That's about a bag full. Uh, a Glock 19 and a mini AK-47. Yes, that is possession with intent to distribute. Uh, yes, exactly. It's four felony charges. Um, police said that the packaging was consistent with mid-level distribution. This is all per TMZ. TMZ also declared um, Kim Jong-un dead. Hmm. And, and that was last night. And then the already articles come up like, oh, he's been, he's been seen since. So uh, to expect any day now to be like, oh, shit. King, King, Jong, King Jong-un is dead. Yeah, his sister's going to take over. Uh, is that what they want? Who wants that? Mm-hmm. Who's orchestrating this? The, whoever. Who's in charge over there? What's the, happening? Pff, Hermit Kingdom, bro. The underwater Hermit Kingdom? They took over? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason Mitchell booked on a Wednesday afternoon release, same evening, on a $150,000 bond. <sighs> Helps to be a movie star. Mm-hmm. Even a black one in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, his rep confirmed he is at home with his family working on an amazing new project. Jail time. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mitchell, not a stranger to problems, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, it may seem like his best movie days are behind him. Uh, he was fired from the Netflix film Desperados. Uh, Heather Rams in that one. Um, it was reported that he was highly inappropriate on the Mexico set. He would linger close to the quarters of a couple of the actresses. And according to Hollywood Reporter, there were two incidents involving the actor in a matter of four days. Mm, there we go. So he got fired from the Netflix movie. Um, he did a season of the show, The Shy, and got fired from that over sexual misconduct allegations. But he did a whole season of it, and now the show creator, Lena Waithe, uh is like, I just found out about this when the season ended. And other people are like, no, we told you about this shit going on during the season. Mm. Uh, and you let it happen. Um, a fellow actress on the show, Tiffany Boone, who played the, his character's girlfriend, uh, quit. Left the series. Oh, wow. Because that's how Whatever's bad the harassment on, yeah. was, and no one will take care of it. So she was like, fuck this, I am out of here. So, uh, not good news. 
On Horizon Virginia. Go Mitchell. figure, Chris. Another celebrity is a piece of shit human being. Why would that happen, though? I don't understand. He has it all. He's got the stuff. Uh, he's also a pretty talented guy. He's good. I really like him as easy. Uh, but nope. He's fucking around. Uh, being uh, super disrespectful to women. And uh, even violent. Oh, where's this one? This one had this interesting story. About how he had to be assigned a minder because he would go to bars, get drunk, and get in fights. That sounds about right. It's a real, uh, real tough guy, as Jason Mitchell. Actually, I would not want to start shit with him. Yeah, no. He seems quick to, quick to anger, quick to violence. So I'd just be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Mitchell. Whatever. Uh, I'll get the car. Yes, sir. Um, so there we go, Drew. 1,300 doses of MDMA. Mm-hmm. How much is a dose? What, 10 bucks a dose? I mean, these days, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore, right? Mm. And then it's MDMA. So is that even the good stuff? Is it pure? Is it pure? Is it Molly? I don't know. I never liked the, I never liked the pure stuff. Is it like back in the day where, like, a dose is, every dose is a murder charge? I don't know. I heard, I heard a rumor back. Well, maybe that was No, that was, York. uh, that was back in the day, and that was supposed to be LSD. Ah. Uh, LSD is supposed to be a manslaughter charge for every hit. Right. For that me. was rumor, though. 1,200 manslaughter charges? Man, I can't go to jail for that long. I'm too pretty. Um, Drew Sakagra. Chris Crespo. That would be the end of this week's show. Awesome. So thank you, sir. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And you're welcome, listeners, for this week's epic goodness. We finally figured out how to do an episode right. Woo! Thanks for sticking around for that long. Uh, next week, we'll do even better. And also, patreon.com slash Crespo. Uh, I believe, let me see, we just put out the No Holds Barred episode, and then that means this week is the, um... I don't know, pick one. <laughs> something. Something good. Okay. Cool. And then after that... Something else. Oh. <laughs> you guys, can't you wait for something else? <laughs> it's good. It's something else. Universal Soldier? Maybe Universal Soldier. Uh, okay, we appreciate you listening. Peace out. PFT Media Production.